Hi everyone, it's Danielle again. Um, I'm actually in Hawaii right now. I had an opportunity to move home a few days ago. Super excited. Um, but I actually wanted to talk about this spring. Um, last December, I ended up moving back to America from Malaysia, um, where I felt like a princess. I had this beautiful two-story palace in the sky alone. Um, Got to hang out with one of my best friends in the world. Crazy adventures, waterfalls jumping, uh, rainforest jumping, um, cliff diving, anything. Anything we could imagine, just crazy adventures, the best food. Um, but then God called me from all of that to attend a Christian leadership school the spring semester in Texas. And I went from the life of my dreams with my best friend to living in a desert where I didn't know anyone. And the only place that was in my budget, which God, God used my budget to send me exactly where he wanted me. Um, I was living in a house with 10 people and four dogs. And nine of those people were women. Anyone who knows me knows that I grew up around nothing but men. I have one brother. Uh, my dad was a mechanic. You know, all the men would stay around the shop talking about cars, and I would drag their sons around me and you know race them up trees and wrestle them and beat them up. And you know, I was this tomboy ringleader growing up, and so I don't I don't really have many any female friends. One I have one who is the closest to me and all of my other friends are men and that's what I relate to, it's what I do well with. I don't I never really learned to handle drama or oh, oh my goodness, makeup or dresses or any of that. You know, and it was just God it was God in his um sense of humor and and it is his mercy to send me into no to hurl me into a situation he knew I would grow massively because I went in feeling like a little princess who had lost everything and I honestly I the first several weeks I absolutely squandered um, just thinking about myself I was used to being completely alone two stories Five days a week, absolutely not another soul in the room. I had the space. I could do whatever I want. I could be as loud as I wanted. I could stay up late. I could get up early. I could do anything to sharing a room with another person and then sharing a house with ten other people and four dogs. Um, and so it was just everything I could never have wanted. God just used. And... Um, there were, oh man, it was the accelerated maturity class, I tell you. Um, one of the lessons that really marked me was, uh, and, and it was crazy too, because even in class where everyone was getting wrecked and, and growing and pouring out their souls and, and sobbing, and I was taking it really well. But it was 
during the struggles in my home life where I met the Lord most often. Whether I was in the garage and he would whisper something to me or whether I was just praying about a situation in the house and he would answer or I would be alone. I was biking to school. Or I was biking from school and I would just be praying on my bicycle and talking to the Lord and he would solve some matter of the house. And so it was... It was crazy how much I learned living in a situation I would never have chosen for myself. And God knows what he's doing. He knows what we need. And so there I was one day. Um, I was on a seven-day fast, and I was on day six of it. No food, as little water as possible. Um, and, you know, I was uh, holding steady, but a tiny bit feeling like a zombie. And um, one of the two men was the, the youngest son of my house family. He was 11 years old. One of his best friends was over visiting, and I liked both the boys. We, we would hang out and, and goof off, and I think they actually thought I was a child, not knowing I was a full-grown adult, which was just hilarious. Um, and so, out of most of the renters, they always wanted to play with me, which was awesome. So I was like, yes, someone not a girl to play with. This is amazing. And so it was me and the two guys outside throwing a ball and talking and trying to formulate our plan. Like, what are we going to do next? I don't know. So we're throwing the ball and um, the ball goes to his friend. And then I'm talking to his friend and the buddy throws the ball to my, my home family's son, which was the one that we lived with. But he sees me not paying attention to him, and I'm talking to his friend. I don't know. Maybe there was a moment of jealousy, and he throws the ball and hits me square in the face with it. And uh, anyone who knows me knows that there have only been two or three instances in my life where someone has hit me in my face, and they have been immediately debilitated and often losing patches of their hair along the way. Um... I don't know why. That was one of the only buttons growing up that someone could press in me and get quite a violent reaction from it. Um, I could tell that God had done a lot of work in me because the kid hit me in the face. Um, it made my ear ring for a good 15 minutes after that. It was quite painful. And I was just like, that was very dumb. I'm going inside. And I left the boys outside to play alone. And I walked inside and was just super irritated. Like, oh, what was that? And I'm talking to myself. Like, oh, I don't even want to play with those kids anymore. I was so dumb. I was super frustrated. And I, anyone who knows me knows that I can't carry a grudge even in a bucket. I just... It's, it's so impossible for me not to forgive. Just, just in my personality, that's not even like a Christianese thing. Like, I just, I can't. Even when my brother and I would fight as children, I would be so frustrated, I'll never speak to him again. And then five minutes later, I would be back in his room pestering him again. Um, and so a couple hours went by and again, I hadn't eaten in six days. I was pretty chill. Um, I was just in my pajamas, lounging on the couch in the living room, and the two boys 
were talking about, oh man, let's build a fort, this will be cool. And so I'm lying on the couch and they're talking and again, the same ball is in their hands and they're, we're tossing the ball, like do 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 do, taking turns and just tossing a ball as we speak. And again, the ball goes to the son with whom I live after his friend passed it to him, I'm talking to his friend, and again, I think just a moment of jealousy flashes long enough, and BAM! Hits me square in the face again, and even after six days of having not eaten, I flew off that couch faster than spring-loaded Jack pops out of the box. I had fire in my eyes for a few seconds and I went, hey, don't you ever touch my face again. Don't ever touch my face again. I half snarled and then I said, I'm going to bed. And I walk up the stairs. I can tell, honestly, that God has done so much work in me because a year ago I would have thrown that kid off the balcony. But it was just like, praise God that there was that much mercy and so the actual anger and reaction was instead of physical it was inside me it was in my heart and I'm I'm like oh why twice today I got hit in the face why 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 and I'm so frustrated talking to myself and I pop in the shower and it's so funny the whole atmosphere changes when the Holy Spirit walks into the room because I'm turning on the shower and I'm getting in and I'm like and I jerk the curtain back and I'm so frustrated and you know when you're in the supermarket and you whether it's someone you know or just a stranger when someone is behind you standing quite close behind you and you can't hear them you can't feel them that no one has bumped into you but you just know you know someone is behind you sometimes the hair on your neck stands up something inside you tells you hey there's someone behind you you need to turn around or sometimes it says don't turn around there's someone behind you whatever you just know right you you know without having a reason to know so i pop in the shower and i i start smiling i i this huge dumb grin just comes over my face and i turn around and i swear I can see the Holy Spirit standing there with his arms crossed and this huge smug grin on his face. And I'm smiling like a child about to be scolded by their best friend. And I'm, I'm like, what? What do you want? And here I am talking into the air in the shower alone. Uh, what do you want? And the Holy Spirit just kind of laughs. He says, you know, it's really interesting that and okay to put this into context um while living in, in the months of living in this house in a weird situation i had never been in in my life um of all uh, learning just learning how to handle all these women being a really clever kid a fast talking smart ass most of my life knowing that my trouble my trouble has often many times been my mouth Almost every spanking I ever got as a child was from me popping off something with my mouth, saying something, you know, knowing that this has forever been what I've struggled with most 
was my mouth. And uh, so the Holy Spirit's standing there grinning to himself with his arms crossed like, <laughs> and I just look at him, I'm like, what? What do you want? And he says, you know, it's real interesting to me that you're demanding that a, an 11 year old child think before he acts. And yet here you are, a full-grown woman, almost seemingly incapable of thinking before you speak. And then he stopped and looked at me with a grin and said, does your face hurt? When he hit you with that little rubber ball, did it hurt you? And I kind of looked down and thought, no, sir. Like a little child staring at my feet, knowing that I was in the wrong. He says, what about all this stuff? You've said to your housemates, knowing that it would hurt them, but you said it anyway. And which do you think is worse? The actions of a child or the words of an adult? And every bit of fire completely went out when I knew, I knew he was right. God, teach us the power of our words, especially our actions, but let our words pour out of a mind that is just like you. Help us to, to desire to think your thoughts, to live with your heart, to love people the way you love, to say what you say. I say it all the time, don't trade what you feel for what is true. Like yeah, you, you may be looking at a circumstance and you're irritated and nothing is going your way, but if you are shaped and molded by your circumstances and not by the truth of the words of your God, it proves which one you serve. Your circumstances of life and not God. Lord, help us to stare into your face and become the reflections of your image. In Jesus' name, amen.